right, so children, hi. How are you guys doing? Great. I like that. How, how many people, how many people were attending our Bible study in the past month? Just a, a quick wave. How many people attended Bible study in the past month? It's as, it's as if you people are shy to. You feel the righteous as bold as lying. If you are, don't worry, I'm not going to quiz you. That's not what I'm asking. It's, it, it's not because I want to quiz you. I'm not quizzing you. I just wanted you to say, oh, yes, I was attending. Oh. All right, so how many people attended Bible study? Okay, so question one. Praise the Lord. You, you know, in, in the past month, we've been looking at the book of Hebrews, and we concluded it last Wednesday. Amen? So we, we looked at the book of Hebrews, and the, the last session, I was thoroughly blessed. Thank God for the coordinator. One of, the, one of the chapters that we looked at on Wednesday was Hebrews 11. And we talk about, you know, the faith chapter, the heroes of faith. Like I said, by the grace of God, this month we're celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, if you, if you think about it, over two millennia ago, over 2,000 years ago, some, a movement started. Some people saw it as a rebellion. Some people saw it as a, a group of people coming together, rebels, trying to, you know, just cause trouble, trying to make trouble. That was how some people saw it. That was over 2,000 years ago. What started over 2,000 years ago with a few hundred people, with a few hundred people, now is, you know, the largest religion, the largest faith group in the world with some two, over two billion people, you know, proclaimed Christians. Over two billion proclaimed Christians. That's, that's a third of the world population, on almost a third of the world population are Christians. But if you think about it, children, can you, can you listen to me? I want you to listen. If you, if you think about it, how many of us saw Jesus physically? You saw Jesus physically. I can, I'm not expecting any hands to go up because if any hands are going up, that will tell me that you're over 2,000 years old. Barring a few people that saw him physically, pretty much every one of us were here today because of faith. If you think about it, we're, we're here because we have faith in Jesus Christ. We have faith in what he did. 
we have faith in, you know, the resurrection work. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. We wouldn't be here today if we did not have faith. But how do we manifest our faith? You know, how do we manifest our faith? Galatians 2.20 says that I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live. You know, the life I live, I live in the flesh. I live by the faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, New King James says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, for Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So if you think about it, Christ died for you, he died for me. And this, you know, the, the confession of Paul is pretty much our confession. We were crucified with him. The fact that we believed in him. He said he came, that he gave his life, that no man could take his life from him, but he gave it willingly. You know, in, in the book of Philippians, we, 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 we read about how, you know, the obedience of Christ that made him, you know, to lay down his life for us, to humble, you know, in humility, and because of that, God exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name. Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. You know, it's not longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. That takes faith. You were not there, but you encountered him. What are you doing with that faith? It is that faith that has been sustaining us. We would not be here today if we did not have faith. I mean, why are we believers? Because we believe Christ died and rose again. And honestly, there, there is no greater reason for hope. Paul said that if Christ did not rise from the dead, you know, we, we will be a miserable bunch. Because then why, why would we be here? But thank God that he rose again. Amen. Thank God he rose again. You know, in, in Hebrews 11, the first verse, or the first couple of verses, it says, now faith brings, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. So that we, we read about the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, and we look at it. We, you know, from, from the simple to the sublime to the extraordinary. The Bible tells us that if we have faith, even like a grain of mustard seed, you know, we'll do so much. Some folks that were commended in that chapter, some, they, they lived pretty simple lives. 
yet they were commended for their faiths. For one of its titles, Faith in Action. Faith in Action. And, and the, I believe that as we go through this month, this Resurrection Month, more than ever, we need to put our faith into action. Praise the Lord. It's, it's awesome that we believe, but what are we doing with what we believe? You know, when Jesus Christ, you know, resurrected, he said that we should go out in the world. We should make disciples of all men, of all nations. We should preach the gospel. How are we actioning? We're celebrating his resurrection in this month. How are we actioning that faith? How are we actioning that commission? Yes, we trust God as a greater God, but what are we doing with that trust? Is it just about us? It has to be more than us. You know, you, like I said, the faith that was exhibited by some of these heroes of faith was simple. Take um, Abel so in, from verse 2. It says, the testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke the invisible, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is sin. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. Abel did not do, honestly, it, it was simple. What, what would I give to God? What would I give to God? He gave an acceptable offering. He was declared righteous by God. Because he offered an offering, he gave an offering in faith. That, that, that was also simple. We come into God's presence. How do we come into God's presence? How is our mindset when we come into God's presence? Yet it was declared righteous because he gave an acceptable offering. Praise the Lord. You, you have the seemingly ridiculous you, you know, Wednesday, when the coordinator was talking, I think some, I'm not sure, somebody wrote in the chat forum, and I wrote this down. They said, Noah, people must have thought he was crazy, able to hold on to God's truth, even to the tiniest detail, to build an heart that didn't sink. Now, that, that, that's kind of like crazy faith, because it, it wasn't simple. A land where no rain, nothing. Let's read verse 7. It says, faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned. But Noah received God's gifts of righteousness that comes from believing. 
faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. Now, you know, if, if you've experienced it before, fine. If others have been there, fine. You have a reference point. But when it is something totally unexpressed, something totally unheard of, it takes, it takes significant faith. It would have taken, it would have taken a long time. I can't, I can't remember how many years precisely for the half to be built, a hundred, hundred. 120, I, I knew that. You know, it's, imagine for, for 100 odd years, you hear a word. How long would you wait for the manifestation of that word? And it's something that's never happened before. And you were told, do this, build. And you're given specific instructions. Do it this way. Do it that way. So you think about the patience and the trust. How many of us have, you know, we've had a word and weeks go by or even months or a couple of years and we're thinking this thing is not happening. And yet you still hold on. The, The extraordinary faith. This man kept on. He built, he built the hawk. People would have mocked him. It doesn't rain. Um, a, a lot of us are from the tropical region. I don't know. For, for many of us, our own countries, does it snow? Okay, it doesn't snow. So the, the Lord says to you, you're from Barbados or you're from Hawaii, or you're from Nigeria, or you're from Ghana, or you're from Zimbabwe, or you're from Equatorial Guinea. Let's, let's get close to the equator. You're from Cameroon. You're from Kenya. That's moving a bit further from the equator. <laughs> it is. Okay, Kenya is... Okay, Kenya. Um, Zambia, Uganda, Tanzania... Which other countries are by the equator? See, we're in a geography class now. My point, all of a sudden, the Lord tells you there's going to be a month of snow. Prepare. This is what I want you to do. And you're thinking, since I've been born, it's never happened before. And then God says, I want you to do something specific. I want you to go out there. I want you to build a shelter. And you start building a shelter. You know what happens in, you know, think about the kind of snow they get in Siberia or in, you know, the colder parts of Canada where they say gets up to like minus 50 degrees. And you know that people die if they stay outside. And then God says, go to your own country, build a shelter, a massive one, because there's going to be such snow that folks will die if it isn't there. Many of us will even laugh it off. It's, it's ridiculous. It can't happen. 
But if God says it, that is his word. Noah held on to that. Noah held on to that. It was accounted to him as faith, extraordinary faith. Another person I did that was Abraham. You know, in his old age, says faith operated, verse 17, faith operated powerfully in Abraham. For when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. You wait for so many years for something. It finally comes. And then someone tells you, you know what? You need to get rid of that thing, that jewel of inestimable worth. That's that child you've longed for, you've waited for. I'm not sure how many people will do that. I, I sincerely, I'm sincerely not sure. It says, even though he received God's promises of descendants, he was willing to offer up his only son for God had promised. So what has God promised you? And even the things that God has promised you, if he comes with a word that seems to be counter to God's promise, would you hold on to that word? Because that, that is faith. That is faith. Or would you be more selfish? Oh, Lord, you know, you've given to me. I'm holding on to it. My, my prayer for us in this month of resurrection is that, you know, these, these individuals we're talking about, they were distinguished. God made them reference points for us. Why? Because they, they, they exhibited simple faith. They exhibited extraordinary faith. It's not, it's not until you're moving mountains that you can exercise your faith. Even in the little things you do in your daily life, are you exercising your faith? That is my challenge to us as we go through this month. You know, let us exercise our faith in the simple, in the little, and in the extraordinary, in the seemingly ridiculous. Don't, don't let the fact that it seems to be to have never happened before stop you. If God is calling you to something, if God has committed something to you to do, do it wholeheartedly. Commit to it. Trust God at his word. That what he's asking you to do, you know, there's a reason for it. And as you go about God's word, as you go about God's business, you know, it will amaze and surprise each and every one of us in Jesus' name. It's, it's the month that we're celebrating our Lord Jesus Christ. His resurrection. He has, he has done it for us. My prayer for each and every one of us is as we go through the month, all that God has asked of us, none of us will fail in the mighty name of Jesus. That which, you know, you've been saved for a reason, for a purpose. Let that purpose shine forth. Pray that God will help each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Happy new month. It's, it's, the, it's the resurrection month. Let us, let us rejoice. Let us be glad because Christ is risen. He's no longer in the grave. And he has commissioned us to go out there to make disciples, to spread the word. It, it will not be in our time that, you know, the Christian population would decrease in Jesus' name. We, we will continue to grow from strength to strength in Jesus' name. The faith, the Christian faith, 
will continue to be established beyond our generation in Jesus' name. And we will make disciples of all nations in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.